Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God is so good to us tonight. Amen. 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 If you have your Bibles with you, turn them to Matthew, the 18th chapter. Amen. Matthew chapter 18. Thank you, Pastor McCall, for the opportunity to preach the word of the Lord tonight. I do not take it for granted, and I pray that God will speak his word here tonight. Amen. Amen. I really feel like I've got a message to preach tonight. That can be a good thing and a bad thing. It's one of those messages I, I kind of call a snowball kind of message. Where you just, it's, it's been with you for a while, and you just keep working it and working it, and you keep rolling it and rolling it, and what does it do? It gets bigger and bigger. Eventually, it gets so big, you can't even see where you're going. And that's kind of how I feel tonight. I don't know where I'm going. Amen. I don't know what's going to happen tonight. But I feel like God's going to speak to us anyway. Amen. Amen. How many need a word from the Lord tonight? How many just got that feeling today? Maybe when you woke up this morning or you woke up this afternoon from your Sunday nap and you thought, I, I just really need to get to church. <laughs> I just really need to get to church and see what God will do in my life because I just need a touch from God. I can't put my finger on it, but I need God to do something in my life tonight. How many feel that way tonight? Amen. We need the help of God tonight. Amen. Matthew chapter number 18. Look down to verse 19 and 20. Again I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Amen. I'm going to read that one more time. Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Amen. I want to preach to you for a few moments tonight, maybe a few hours, I don't know. On a Sunday night kind of feeling. A Sunday night kind of feeling. Anybody ever get a little different feeling on Sunday night? Amen. I'm going to preach to you about that tonight. Could we just set our Bibles down? And why don't we just ask Jesus, why don't we seriously... Seriously, from the heart, ask Him to speak to us tonight because we need His touch. There's a lot of us that raised our hand. We need a touch from God. Let's lift our hearts, our hands, our voices to heaven. Jesus, we need you tonight, God. We're desperate for your touch tonight, Lord. We need you to move in a mighty way, God. I need you to speak your word tonight, God. I don't need this to be the word of Andrew Sanders, God, but we need the word of God tonight, Lord. I pray you would touch us, God. Heal us, Lord. Deliver us. Save us. Move us from where we are, God. Challenge us tonight, God. We praise you. 
We give you thanks and glory, God. You've blessed us. You've been so good to us, Lord, and we praise you for that tonight. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Could we give a great praise unto the great God that we serve? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, you are great and greatly to be praised. We praise you tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Give somebody a high five and you can be seated after you do that. Amen. Praise God. Thank you for standing for the reading of the word of the Lord. A Sunday night kind of feeling. Sunday night service is a special time in the Pentecostal church. It's not necessarily any more important than Sunday morning or Wednesday night or Monday night prayer meeting. It's, it's not really any more important, but it's a special time. That's just the time that I want to talk about. It just happens to be Sunday night. Imagine how that works out. On Sunday mornings, we come together and we go to our respective Sunday school classes. On Wednesday, we come together, we go to our classes. We might eat a little bit around the Pentecostals of Lake City. We dig deep into the Word during these times. We are strengthened during these times. We grow stronger saints of God during these Sunday morning and Wednesday night times. These are great times. Sunday night is just a little different, however. Not that you are not strengthened. We are greatly strengthened on Sunday night. But this is the time that we come together and we stay together and we get our focus together. Sunday night is a time that we set aside the cares of life and we step back and we decide that we're going to let God move in the way He wants to move. We're going to let God do in our life the things that He wants to do. If God's will is for a miracle tonight in my life, I want that. I want to receive it in Jesus' name. If God's will is that I'm challenged by the word of the Lord tonight, if my toes are stepped on a little bit, if that is the will of God in my life, then I want it to happen in Jesus' name. I want God to do in my life on Sunday night whatever He feels that I need. For years, ever since long before I even existed, Saints of God have gathered together on Sunday night. And when they gathered together, some of them were guilty, but a lot of them, most of them, they didn't just go through the motions, but they had absolute throw-down crazy church on Sunday night. There's just something about Sunday night that brings our faith to the surface. It brings our faith out. There's something about Sunday night that sets us free. We have liberty on Sunday night. 
Part of it may be because the next day we know we're going into our workplace. We're going into the weekly grind. And we know that we just won't have that freedom anymore that we have on Sunday night. So maybe tradition has just told us let's just let loose a little bit on Sunday night. Let's let God have his way because we're getting ready to go back into our work week and go back into our daily lives. So this is just a time that we can set aside and forget about all that stuff and say, God, do your work in my life. God, change me how you see fit. And maybe we act a little crazy, but who cares? This is where we have freedom to worship. This is where we have freedom to praise God. If I want to run the aisles, who cares? This is where I have freedom to run the aisles. If I want to lift my hands or clap my hands, if I want to stomp my feet, it doesn't matter because I have freedom to do that here. On Sunday night, I have liberty. There's something about Sunday night when we gather together as one. We focus as one and we magnify Jesus Christ as one body. Powerful things happen when we do that. When we gather with our brothers and sisters and we focus. We're all focused on one thing. Magnifying name of Jesus Christ. Wonderful things happen. I grew up in church. And as far back in my life as I can recall, I have great memories of people on Sunday night being filled with the Holy Ghost. Hundreds, probably thousands of memories of people being filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm so blessed in my life to have witnessed it that much. I have so many memories of people being baptized in Jesus' name. People being healed in their bodies. Demons being cast out of people and they were set free and delivered by the power of God. I have so many memories of people being healed in their minds on Sunday night. I remember my father baptizing a lady and evil spirits literally trying to drown her in the baptistry until my dad called upon the name of Jesus and every demon had to flee. I remember him baptizing a man I think he's even told this story here in icy cold water. And even though he and his family had a fear of his terrible arthritic condition flaring up because the water was so cold, he chose to be baptized in the name of Jesus. And he was immediately healed of arthritis when he was baptized in Jesus' name. I remember crazy things that happened in Sunday night service. I remember one time a little guy, there was this little short guy in our church. He started worshiping God. And I don't know what I don't know why the side door was open. We had a side door over here on the by the altar. 
I don't know if we didn't pay the air conditioned bill or what happened. That was probably it. I'm not sure why the side door was open. But little brother Kevin, he started worshiping God. He was this little short, I think he was Korean or Chinese or something. This little short fella. And he was getting with it. He loved to worship God. He was getting with it. The spirit hit him or something hit him. And he started doing cartwheels all the way across the front of the church. And he went straight out into the parking lot cartwheeling out the side door. Crazy stuff that's happened in Sunday night church. And I wouldn't give anything for it. I remember Sunday night testimony service. Anybody remember testimony service? When people would stand up and they would start to give God glory. They might get a little mixed up and start handing and start dishing out prayer requests during testimony service. They'd start to give God glory. You never knew what they were going to say. I remember a couple of words that were used during testimony service when I was a little kid. Those were words that I knew not to use and they were used in testimony service. Some of these testimonies would be so powerful. They would bring tears. They would bring emotion. And some of them would be so embarrassing. They would bring tears. <laughs> they would bring emotion. I also remember those testimonies when an elder of the church would stand up and simply sing, God's been so good to me. He's been so good to me. More than this world could be. He's been so good to me. His spirit came to me. And it gave me victory. Oh, God's been so good to me, I can't complain. That would get something started in the church house on Sunday night. Somebody else would stand up and sing, Victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me, I knew him. And all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing blood. The next person gets inspired. And they just belted out. Well, by and by, when the morning comes, when all the saints of God are gathering home, we will tell the story of how we've overcome and we'll understand it better by and by. Sing that with me. By and by, when the morning comes, when all the saints of God are gathering home, we will tell the story of how we've overcome and we'll understand it better by and by. Hallelujah. Oh, we could have a little testimony service around here on what God has done. 
See what happened? You just started feeling it yourself that Sunday night kind of feeling. You were sitting there, but I know you started stomping your feet a little bit. I know you had a little dance in your step because God's Spirit is here. And we gather together and we worship Him as one. This kind of feeling happens to us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's that Sunday night feeling when my faith rises. And I really believe that God can do anything. I really believe on Sunday night that he thrives in the impossible situation. I really believe on Sunday night that he is a miracle worker. Not that I don't believe that any other time, but on Sunday night that just comes out of me. Because I'm gathered together. People with like faith. And we're praising God and his presence is here. This is what happens when we gather together. Somebody say amen. amen. This church was started in the book of Acts. Jesus Christ ascended into heaven and the Bible says that before he ascended, he commanded them to assemble together and wait for the promise. He commanded them to get together. Get yourselves together. It later says that they were all with one accord and they were all in one place when suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind and it filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. It set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. This is what happens when we gather together. When we gather together, powerful things happen. See, it's one thing when I pray by myself. Prayer by yourself is a good thing. It's a very, very necessary thing. It's vital. But it's a whole other thing when I gather together with my brothers and my sisters and I agree in prayer together. Our text says that if we do three things, if we gather if we agree and if we ask, it shall be done. If we gather together, if we agree one with another, and if we pray and we ask God, then it's going to happen. Miracles are going to happen down in our midst if we'll agree on it. I said miracles are going to happen in our midst if we agree on it. If we just agree on it, miracles are going to happen. Oh, why is it when somebody's sick that we gather together around them and lay hands together on them and agree together on them? Because the Bible says, the word of Almighty God says that if we agree and we ask, it shall be done. So we have that faith when we gather together. 
powerful things happen. When we gather, we agree and we ask. Peter got locked up. The church gathered. They agreed and they asked. They had a prayer meeting and Peter was set free. So it's great when I can pray by myself. It's necessary for me to pray by myself. But just like there is no replacement for my personal prayer time, there is also no replacement for my corporate prayer time. There is no replacement for me coming to church. There is no replacement for me coming to the house of God. It's a myth that you can be saved without having a church house to go to day in and day out, Sunday in, Sunday out. It is a terrible myth that you can be saved just sitting at home when the church doors are open. I need together. I need to agree with my brother and my sister And we need to ask God together for some things. We need to ask God together for some miracles. It's one thing when I give God praise all by myself. But it's a whole different story when I give praise right alongside my brother and my sister. It's a whole different story. See, there's something beautiful about the sound of a single violinist. There's something beautiful about that sound, wasn't there? There's something beautiful about the sound of a single violinist. But what happens when we gather together an entire orchestra? We were talking about it in the office before church, this little machine that Pastor McCall and Brother Ryan have in mind. I'm not, I'm not very musical and I'm not very smart, but this little machine is going to make it sound like we've got a hundred-piece band up here. But in reality, we've got four people. But that machine is worth about 96 people according to my calculations. Why would we do that? Because it sounds better. It's amazing. I don't see a trumpet, but I hear a trumpet. I don't see a trombone, but I hear one. Brother Trent had to work three shifts in a row and Brother Randy's down on his back and we don't have a drummer because Brother Andrew's just terrible at it and we'd just rather not have one. But that machine can drum when, when we don't have a drummer. It just sounds better. I really think that this is what God experiences when we praise Him together. When we praise Him together. See, if I can praise Him all by myself, God, you're great and greatly to be praised. But when I gather together with my brother and gather with my sister and we agree that we're going to give God praise together right now, I think God is moved by our praise. He's moved by our praise. 
a lot quicker than if I just praise God myself. If I'm praising Him along with you, God is moved by my praise. He reacts to our praise. Could we just give God praise for a moment? We need to get a Sunday night kind of feeling about us where if the storm starts blowing, we'll automatically think, if I can just make it to the church house, if I can just make it somewhere where I can gather together with my brothers and my sisters, I'm going to make it. I'm going to be all right. I'm giving God praise, but if I can just make it to the church house and my brothers and sisters can gather around me and we can give God praise together, I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be all right. I need a miracle, but if I can just get to the church house and I can ask God for a miracle and my brothers and my sisters will ask God along with me and we'll we'll agree and we'll ask and we'll gather, I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be all right. I'm preaching a little different than normal tonight. But I feel the Holy Ghost telling us that we need not to ignore that Sunday night kind of feeling that we can feel. We are privileged to get this Sunday night kind of feeling. It is necessary in our lives. We don't need to take one service or even one moment in the house of God for granted. I fear... And sometimes I, we, us, we get too desensitized to the presence of God in this house. I don't want to become desensitized to the presence of God. I want to feel it just as strongly as the first time I felt His presence. I want to feel it again and again just as strong, just as often. I don't want to be desensitized to it. If we aren't here to be with God, and we aren't here to be with our brothers and sisters in His presence, then why are we here? Why are we here? I don't want to be a part of a church that God does not inhabit. There's no use for that in my life. I don't need that in my life. I don't need a social club right now in my life. I don't need that. And that's what it is. It's nothing more than a social club without His presence. I've got to be in the presence of an almighty God. I've got to be in the presence of an almighty God. I want you to understand me tonight. It's not an option. I have to have the presence of God. I've got to go to church and be in the presence of God. I can't live without His presence. I can't survive without His presence. I have to be sensitive to the moving of His Spirit. 2 Samuel chapter 6. Again, David gathered together all the chosen men of Israel, 30,000. And David arose and went with all the people that went with him from Baal of Judah. 
to bring up from thence the ark of God, whose name is called by the name of the Lord of hosts, that dwelleth between the cherubims. And they set the ark of God upon a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab that was in Gibeah, and Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, drave the new cart. And they brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was in Gibeah, accompanying the ark of God. And Ahio went before the ark, and David and all the house of Israel played before the Lord on all manner of instruments made of fir wood, even on harps and on psalteries, and on timbrels and on cornets and on cymbals. And when they came to Nacon's threshing floor, Uzzah put forth his hand to the ark of God, and he took hold of it, for the oxen shook it. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and God smote him there for his error. And there he died by the ark of God. And David was displeased because the Lord had made a breach upon Uzzah. So we have a displeased David. He's displeased with God. We have an angry God who's angry at Uzzah. And we have a dead Uzzah. Why was David displeased? Because it seemed, human logic seemed like Uzzah was trying to do the right thing. The oxen shook the ark. He was trying to stabilize it. We don't want the ark to fall. We've got to stabilize it. But God got angry because nobody was supposed to touch that ark. Nobody was supposed to touch it. And Uzzah touched it. And so God smote him and he died. See, the ark had come from the Philistines to the house of Abinadab. And it sat in the house of Abinadab for a time before David came to bring it out of the house of Abinadab. Uzzah, the man that died, the Bible says, was the son of Abinadab. Therefore, he is from the house of Abinadab where the ark was. Could it be tonight that Uzzah, day in and day out, he was around the ark of God. He was around that very presence of the Lord. Could it be that he became desensitized to the presence of an almighty God? Could it be that God got angry because he said, Uzzah, A long time ago, you probably would have known better than that. You probably would have been known better than to touch the presence of God, the Ark of the Covenant. But over time, you've passed by it on your way to school. You've come back by it. You've eaten breakfast around it. And it just, you just don't revere it as much as you used to. I hope I'm never guilty of that in the presence of God. 
I hope I'm never guilty of that in the presence of God. I fear that I have been guilty of that in the presence of the Lord. But on Sunday night when I come to church, I can't just turn away from this Sunday night kind of feeling that I get. But I have to be sensitive to it. I can't take for granted another Sunday night in the house of God. May we never lose this Sunday night kind of feeling. I need a Sunday night in the house of God. I have to have it. I have to have it. I've got to have it. I've come to Sunday night church before. Just an absolute disaster. I've come to Sunday night service mad at stuff. Mad at Sister Lauren. There's been times we fought the whole way to Sunday night service and after we left Sunday night service we fought the whole way home. Well she wasn't but I went ahead and told her she was. I've come to Sunday night service a wreck before. You have too. You have too. Every one of us have. Every one of us has come into this house on Sunday night feeling a mess, not even wanting to be here. Oh, but if it wasn't for Sunday night, I may not have made it. I may not have made it. Yeah, I might have fought with my wife on the way here and on the way home, but if it wasn't for that in between, our marriage might have ended. Come on, I might not have made it. I might not have had a miracle if I hadn't come to church on this Sunday night. I've got to have that Sunday night kind of feeling that gets a hold of me where I believe, God, you can do anything in my life. You can do anything. You can give me a miracle in my life that I'm in need of. There been... There have been Sunday nights. Pastor McCall, there was one a few weeks ago. I can't even remember what week it was, but there was a Sunday night. Brother McCall preached. I can't even remember what he preached now. But I got in the altar and I started praying and I started doing my thing. And I'm getting the altar and I'm praying and I wasn't feeling much. But I just kept praying. I kept praying and I kept praying. And I kept praying. I still wasn't feeling much. I wasn't feeling the heavens breaking loose and miracles happening for what I was praying. And so I quit praying and I stood up. Pastor McCall was dismissing. And then something hit me. The presence of the Lord just hit me. Tears started streaming down my eyes. And I thought, oh no, Pastor, don't dismiss yet. Something's getting a hold of me right now. Something's getting a hold of me that I need right now. I need the presence of God 
on a Sunday night. I need it. I need it. I need it. I hope it's okay. I'm just telling a few stories here. When I was a when I was a little kid, I never went to the altar. I never went to the altar. My parents tried to get me to go to the altar. I've been going to church since probably the Sunday after I was born. I don't know if my mom kept me home that Sunday or not. She probably didn't. My first Sunday, I probably cried going to church and she probably whipped me. They've been taking me to Sunday church ever since I was born. They've been trying to get me to go to the altar and pray ever since I was old enough to walk. Probably old enough to crawl. I would never go to the altar. I didn't receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost till I was 17 years old. So if my math is correctly, for 17 years, I didn't, I didn't go to the altar. I never went to the altar. I never went past the first pew. I wouldn't do it. I don't know why. I just wouldn't do it. But then at 17 years of old, 17 years of age, on a, on a Wednesday night at senior camp, something got a hold of me. Something got a hold of me. There wasn't any preaching that night. People were worshiping. And somehow, I don't know, after seven years, 17 years what it was that was holding me back from that altar, but somehow I got past that on that Wednesday night in, in camp meeting. And I went past it and I went to the altar. And God filled me with the Holy Ghost. Ever since then, Sunday night comes around. There's an altar call. Maybe if there's not even an altar call, you better believe it. I'm going to be in that altar. If I don't do anything but just pace back and forth and pace back and forth, I'm going to be in that altar because that's the presence of the Lord. It's the presence of the Lord. You'll see me all the time just pacing back and forth in that altar. It's because for 17 years I never came into the altar. So I'm going to enjoy the presence of God as much as I can. I'm not just coming to the altar when I need something. But I'm coming to the altar every opportunity that I get because I need the presence of the Lord. I need the presence of God I need that Sunday night kind of feeling there's Sunday nights that sometimes when the altar call comes around I'm, I'm just talking here tonight I hope it's okay Sunday night comes around sometimes we just we don't really we're not really feeling it you know what I mean it's okay to agree with me I'm admitting it first. You can admit it second. We're just not really feeling it sometimes. But I believe I've figured something out. In the years that I've been coming to the altar. About 14 years now. I've been coming to the altar as much as I could. And I think I've figured something out. 
when I come to the altar and I'm not feeling like it, I'm just not feeling it. I don't have that Sunday night kind of feeling. When I come to the altar, eventually, you can accuse me of going through the motions. That's okay with me. But I, I do what I do, and eventually, something gets a hold of me. Something just gets a hold of me. When I go to the altar, it might take a while. It might take a while for God just to get past all the mess that I'm carrying around and the mess that you're carrying around. But at some point, if we stay long enough in the altar and we seek after God long enough and we praise God long enough and if we agree with our brothers and sisters long enough and we ask long enough, God, will break through and He will touch us. He will touch us. He will touch us. He will touch us. Pastor, correct me if I'm out of line, but we need to get rid of our five-minute altar calls and we need to reach out to God and let Him touch us in a mighty way. Oh, I've got to have a touch from God. I've got to have a touch from God. I come desperate on Sunday night in need of a God who can touch me. He can touch us tonight. He can touch us tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, the past couple Sunday nights we've had some church, haven't we? We've had church last Sunday night too. Receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for that. A few Sundays ago in our 2 o'clock service, one received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that His presence has met with us here. But we don't need to stop right here. We need to go forward and we need to have the presence of the Lord active on Sunday night. We need to let God move. Let God have His way. God, have your way. Have your way. Have your way. Have your way. God, have your way. God, have your way. Hallelujah. Several years ago, Lauren and I, we were going through a lot. And we, we thought, we feared we, we'd probably never be able to have children. We were going through a lot. We, we lost our twin baby boys. Just a terrible, terrible time. Terrible time. It was around that time that we started coming to the Pentecostals of Lake City. We started coming and we had gotten to the point to where we really wanted to have a little baby. We really wanted a, a child. We were praying, we were asking God for it. And we, we knew, we had heard you know, several people had uh, had had talked about brother brother Cornwell praying for people, brother Cornwell he pastors in in Wichita Kansas. 
He just had faith for people to have kids. He's, uh, he, he's prayed over people and they just start having kids. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Yeah, you need to keep all your wives away from him. <laughs> He'd pray for people. They'd just have kids. So one Sunday, me and Lauren, we decided, you know what, we're, we're just going to pack up and we're going to head to Wichita. Not, not like pack up and move, but pack ourselves in our little 03 neon. Head to Wichita. And we were in church on that Sunday morning. We talked to Pastor McCall. We said, we, just, we feel like we want to go there. Sunday night, and we're going to have him pray for us. What's it going to hurt? We're going to have him pray for us because right now we're, we're a little low on faith. We're a little low on faith. He's got the faith. <laughs> we got faith enough to go, so let's just go. So we went. That Sunday night, we went down to Kansas <clears throat> you ever driven to, driven through Kansas? It's awful. Those roads, they just go on and on and on. I was eventually I wasn't even praying for a gas station anymore. I was just praying for a curve in the road. <laughs> we went to Kansas. And we had, we had called them on our way down, told them we were coming. We got there. They're such nice people, wonderful people. Brother Cornwell called us up there in the middle of that Sunday night service. And him and that church started praying. I don't know how much longer it was later, a year or two later, we had a little baby girl. But I believe a miracle happened in that Sunday night service. Because we decided, hey, we're a little low on faith, but we've got faith enough to hop in a car and go find somebody who's, got, who's, who's exhibited some faith in people having kids. <laughs> so we went down. That Sunday night changed our lives. Lauren was pregnant with Gracie. <clears throat> a while later, we were here on a Sunday night. Pastor and Sister McCall knew that Lauren was pregnant. I knew that Lauren was pregnant. Nobody else really knew, I don't think. We weren't telling anybody. Lauren had started having some, some medical issues. During that Sunday night service, and she told me, she said, we better get to the hospital. I'm scared that we're losing this baby. So we left. As we started to leave that Sunday night church service, right outside of those two doors, Pastor McCall met us in the lobby out on that tile floor. And he said, hold on just a second. We're going to pray. 
We're going to gather together. We're going to agree. And we're going to ask. And guess what? It shall be done. Oh. It shall be done. I've come here tonight on this Sunday night at the Pentecostals of Lake City to tell you I owe my life to Sunday night church service. Oh, I owe my life to the presence of God that I could only feel in the house of God. I owe it all to that Sunday night kind of feeling. That Sunday night kind of feeling. I'm starting to feel it right now. This little Sunday night kind of feeling. That whatever you need tonight, God is able. Whatever you need tonight, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Could we stand and praise Him together? So when I come into Sunday night, whether I'm feeling it or not, I might get here. And you know what? I may not be feeling anything, but I'm going to get here on Sunday night. And I'm just going to start doing my thing. They ever praise to our God. Every word of worship in one accord. Every praise, every praise is to our God. Come on, somebody got some praise for the Lord tonight on this Sunday night. If somebody want to break past where you are on this Sunday night, why don't you just start praising Him right now? Why don't you just start giving God thanks right now? Every praise is to our God. Every word of worship, one accord. Every praise, every praise is to our God. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, I got that Sunday night kind of feeling. Come on, if you're in need of a miracle, I got a feeling everything's going to be all right. I got a feeling God's got a miracle for you tonight. I've just got a Sunday night kind of feeling that you're going to make it tonight. You're going to make it tonight. You're going to make it tonight. Why don't we just make ourselves at home in the altar and say, I'm going to be in the presence of the Lord. I'm going to be in the presence of the Lord. I'm going to be in His presence. Oh God, we need Your presence. We need Your presence. We need Your presence. (laughs) Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Come on, reach out to Him. Reach out to Him. Let's not let this Sunday night pass by. Let's reach out to Him.